Hey you, welcome to the Messy Desk Podcast, where you'll find honest conversations about productivity, mindset, and marketing. If you're an overwhelmed business owner who wants to achieve more, but could use a little guidance and coaching, then you're in the right place. Ready to dive in? Let's get to it. Hey you, welcome to this bonus episode of the Messy Desk Podcast. We are so excited because we're doing something a little bit different today. We have a super special guest. And in case you don't know, I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity coach. And I'm Megan Monahan, your digital marketing strategist. So today we decided to talk about Google ads and pay-per-click. Now, why are we talking about this? Because AI is changing the landscape of marketing, including SEO or search engine optimization. Google is actually launching a new search experience. I think it's called SGE and it incorporates AI into the search results. So what does that mean? I think what it means is that Google is going to continue keeping people on Google and not sending people to your website and clicking. So is getting to the top of search engine results pages with Google ads, a worthy investment of money and time? That's the question we're asking today. And that's what our guest Kristen Day from A Visual Business is here to advise us on. Hello, welcome, Kristen. We are thrilled that you're here with us today. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here and look forward to diving into this lovely subject with you guys because, of course, everything marketing is, there's so much stuff for us to do as entrepreneurs, and it's always hard to try to navigate what you do. So it's great to have people like you who are trying to disseminate that information for any uh, for other folks. But anyway, so I'm Kristen Day from A Visual Business, like Megan stated, and I help small business owners try to compete with those large boxes. Now we do have limits, of course, naturally, but pay-per-click is one of those things that are going to help you. And um, I think just um, as a business owner of 10 years, I focus on website development and SEO and pay-per-click, but um, we're going to talk about uh, Google ads. So I thought, let's just dive in. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So I know this is such an important topic and I wish I could say I even had an inkling about how this all works. I just know it's important. So I guess my first question is, what is pay-per-click? Well, that's the easy part, pay per click. So when you're on the search engine results page, you type in whatever your search query is, say um, black shoes. You're gonna get results that are various different kinds of results. You're gonna get either shop pages like Google local, my business pages that show up usually on the right-hand side. You may have shopping ads or pages that show up across the top. You may have the other things you may be interested in. You're gonna have your well, it used to be 10 organic listings. Those are what you do for the search engine optimization. And depending on what search engine you look on, it'll look a little different. And then you have your sponsored ads, which is what Google ads is doing. So you pay to be in the top listing. So I like to say, and I know we're going to talk about all of these different things. So I hope I don't jump around too much, but um, Google ads is where you pay to be there um, in the top of the, um, the search results. And Search engine optimization is where you basically work on your website and your content to provide more value. So Google thinks and rates you as um, authority. 
Now that is also, you, usually you're paying for it somehow, right? Time-wise. But as far as Google Ads is concerned, I like to think of that as the sprint and um, SEO is the marathon because you're going to be spending a lot more time regularly um, massaging your website to show up in search versus ads. I could set up your campaign today and as long as all the things are good with the Google gods, your ad would show up on page one tomorrow. I love that description of sprint versus marathon. I think that makes it way easier to understand. So pretty much when we when you say pay per click, is Google charging you per click? Yes, they are, right? Okay. Yes, they are. So okay. it's your keyword phrase. And so if you think, oh, okay, your average cost per click is a dollar. Well, that doesn't mean that every keyword combination known to man that you might put in there is going to be a dollar. That you may have some keywords which are, say, not as competitive, not as, I'm going to say noteworthy, um, not as popular, what could be, say, 50 cents. But then you're going to have keywords that are highly sought after, that are very competitive in with all of the other things that go into it and could be $3 a click. So it kind of depends on so many different things. Um, but Google kind of spits out an average cost per click of your campaign or your ad group to give you an idea of your cost per click. And again, that's your search term. So you type in a search term and it's going to give a cost for that click or it's calculating a cost for that click. And then based on your budget and blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> well, you kind of already touched on this a little bit, but when we're thinking about SEO versus pay-per-click, do you think one is better than the other? Like, how do the two compare? Like, I get it that one's a sprint, one's a marathon, but when I'm thinking about how AI is about to change search and if it turns out to be like Google is showing us where the page, the search results, search results page is just like mostly answering everything for you. So you don't have to click on anything. Do you think that that's going to damage SEO for most of us and that pay-per-click is going to be a better investment? So yes and no, and a whole bunch of in, in between. So yes, I think the AI is definitely going to impact SEO. I mean, that's pretty clear. And they're also, as you noted at the beginning of the segment, that they're also working on stuff for Google. And I know that that's going to impact ads as well, because now we're going to have to change our phrases into more questions, kind of like we've had to work with um, SEO over the years and changing it for vo uh, voice. And instead of, you know, somebody typing in a search phrase, it could be now, how do I, because they may be talking, right? And so that's going to change your SEO just like um, and whether one is better than the other is just going to depend on a lot of things. I mean, like, um, do you have the time to put in the SEO work and do you have the money to put in, you know, the pay per click work? So that's one thing. Do you have the budget? So yes, you, you're going to hopefully pay somebody that knows what they're doing. For example, like myself, you're paying me for my time, but then you also have to pay for your ads budget, which um, we're going to talk about, I'm assuming, so very soon too, because that's really important to discuss because like, well, who is this working for, you know? So I think it's definitely going to impact a lot of things. It's going to impact SEO, I believe, uh, sooner than, than the ad side of things. Um, and then the other thing that I was thinking about when you were asking that is, well, who is that going to impact? Let's say you have um, somebody who's doing SEO work 
Um, gosh, where was I going with this? It'll, it'll come back to me. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all of these things are like swimming in my I head. told you not to have a beer before we did the interview. <laughs> you know it's a margarita. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I know, right? Is that vodka, Megan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teresa always says. So, uh, it'll come to me in a second, but I was, there was a thought process that I was going that I wanted to kind of round robin um in that but it'll it'll come out in another topic sorry okay <laughs> see this is why this stuff is so crazy there's just so much there's so many moving parts to it but just in that aspect of are you going to do it yourself are you going to pay for somebody to do it do you have somebody in-house to do it you know and all those factors is just there's there's so much more to it than just pay some money pay throw a thousand or 10 keywords in there saying yes and just set it and forget it. It is definitely not a set it and forget it thing. And so. I guess that brings us back to like, just the question of like pros and cons oh, for okay. of P PC for the small business owner. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, what are some of the, the pros? Like, why would I want to invest in pay-per-click? Okay, sure. So kind of touched on one already, the fact that you can get there tomorrow. So we're talking about the sprint. Do you have, do you have a product or service that you need to get out there now and you need to get eyeballs on it? So pro, yes. Uh, targeting um, with SEO. Yeah, you can do some local SEO stuff, but like if you, if you offer a service that's only good in like oil and gas, like, do you really want to target a place that may not have any oil and gas? You know, you're targeting people that are, do, that are doing that demographic, then with SEO, not necessarily are you able to say, I want to target people in Houston, Texas, in Norfolk, Virginia, and, you know, Los Angeles, California, you can't target those people. That's the really cool thing about ads is you can. So you can target people, meaning demographics, location by location. Um, I can do a radius around a city. I can do um, like I have a home buyer client and they're selling homes in um, Missouri, but they're selling them in a certain area. Well, you don't want to target people in Chicago for Missouri. You want to target people around, you know, as a, if people are willing to move across town and, and that's the client has determined that people are moving from this county to this county for tax reasons and, you know, um, Rural, you know, uh, rural area or um, reasons and stuff like that. So you can target that demographic or a radius around for people that are looking for it. Um, so that's one another one. Um, Google has made it a little bit harder to target people on certain demographics. Um, for the last few years, they've been making major, major changes. So your similar audience, kind of like what you would have done previously when it was working well on Facebook, of I want to target people who shop at Whole Foods. I want to target people who shop here. Well, you would be able to do that demographic. Uh, for somebody who's selling a commercial property like a Dollar General, we're not going to target an 18-year-old. While there may be one out of 100,000 18-year-olds that probably could afford it, the likelihood of an 18-year-old purchasing that are less likely. So you want to target people that um, are older and have more likely to have that kind of income. Well, you can't target that anymore. So, so kind of a con on a pro of, there are some ways you can still target people. Um, location is definitely uh, one of those. 
Um, and kind of going back to my original statement about being able to com um, compete with the bigger boxes, if you don't have nine months to work on your SEO and you're like, I need to get something out to the people, this is one way you can get it there this week. So you're, you're able to compete. And the cool thing about ads, it's not who has the most money. Yes, there is some truth to that. However, just because I have more money than you doesn't mean that my ads are going to always be number one. Uh, Google rotates uh, the top three spots. So, uh, so there's uh, that there's that as well. Um, let's see what else. Um, the uh, kind of a, a con a pro too is if you have your gen lead gen process, which kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with your SEO and kind of massaging your your image and or your content and your flow um, and your messaging. If you put that onto your ads, um, then you can also uh, you can get your legions pieces in there as well. If you're just saying, hey, I just want to throw money and have people go to my website, you're going to be wasting money. It will work. But how are you now tracking that success? So if you don't have that flow and that funnel to try to get um, those contacts so you can remarket to them or message to them, then you're kind of wasting money. So those are kind of some of the main pros um, that I think and you just paying to be there. So, so what about, what about cons in this area? So on that note, money, <laughs> do you have the money and do you have the knowledge to do so? I've run into campaigns that, um, like I, I had a drone client, he's a drone pilot. And so he's done work on like HDTV, uh, HGTV doing like, um, some, one of their shows. So where he's flying, you know, because, you know, drones are cheaper than hiring a helicopter and a pilot and you're not blowing all this, you know, sand around <laughs> with a drone. So he offered that service and I did SEO for him, but he was like, well, what about ads? I said, what do you think about that? And he goes, it doesn't work. And I was like, all right, well, um, tell me, tell me how or why it didn't work for you. And so he gave me, long story short, he gave me access to his ads and there is a type of drone called Scarlet. And he's done 2D and 4D mapping with his drone. I look in his ad campaigns, he's got 2D in there and Scarlet all by itself in there. And I was like, well, you just spent a lot of money on Scarlet. And some of those search queries were Scarlet Johansson and, you know, and Scarlet with the word Scarlet being a color. So you're paying for ads and people sometimes don't necessarily read the ad copy they just start clicking through. And then when you hit click and you realize that this is a website you didn't want and you're like, ah, crap, hit back. I'm going to type in another search. Well, somebody just paid for that ad. <laughs> so it's about knowing the right way to do the ad. So again, do you have the money and the means to, uh, to run a campaign? Uh, the negative, <laughs> huge con is Google. So while we want to be on Google, uh, Google is God in this aspect, but Google is a pain in the rear end. I have spent two weeks recently, the last two weeks, trying to get ads to populate to actually work because they were disapproved for a mismatch URL. URLs were fine. I've I sent emails. I, I called. I got sent to somebody else. I got sent to somebody else. And that somebody else was a robocall that says, we're not taking calls right now. Click. No, no person, no person in the United States. So then we have the time zone difference. And so I'm sending emails, you know, in 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I get responses in the morning. And then, so it's taken a lot of time. I had a client who sold boat flags 
and their ads uh, got spam or marked for spam, that there was some malicious activity. They went through security. They went through Shopify. Uh, I ran some disavow tools and, you know, tools in Search Console to find out what's going on. There was no spam noted on their site. Three months later, their site is, oh, it's fine now. That's Google. After months of and weeks and days and emails and phone calls and looking at the back end of the website, oh, it's fixed now. So the oh, mismatch. Sorry, the mismatch issue, it's fixed now. Please resubmit your, please resubmit your ads. And I was like, uh, they're actually enabled. You guys have just disallowed them. So they're not in uh, disabled, they're enabled. You just won't allow them to go through. The only way I can do it is appeal. And it says, when you click on appeal, do you want to, did you make changes? No, I didn't make any changes. <laughs> you were supposed <laughs> to make them active. And then a day later, oh, well, you just need to make a little change and, and it resubmits them. And I'm like, I shouldn't have to resubmit them. You should actually just make them eligible and working. So it's, that's a huge frustration. And then of course the changes with uh, Google Analytics to GA4, and then they've changed their Google um, ads platform. This is now we're going into our second version of like the last four years. Google was MIA for nine months during COVID, whereas companies like GoDaddy got all of their people that are in the United States to go to their homes and working within a week. Whereas it literally Google ads was MIA for, for nine months. You could not get anyone, not a person. It's kind and of shocking to hear that because it's like they're a huge company. I mean, billion dollar companies. So you think if anybody had their stuff together, it would be Google, <laughs> right? Yeah, you'd think, but you know, and I understand they're sending everything overseas. And so there's, you know, here we are first world problems, you know, first world country problems. <laughs> We just don't, we're like, oh, we'll just work from home. Well, you know, they just don't have those capacities. But it's like, like you said, this is, this is a huge company. This isn't just, you know, like a corner store. This is a major big box company, so to speak, that should have their it together, you know. But so that's part of the huge problem. And kind of going back to the AI, most of my appeals are because it was random checked by bots and I need a human to check it. And I've, I've emailed them back and I'm like, these are problems. I've supported a support, uh, put in support issues. I've submitted issue problems. I've sent emails. I've sent different emails. I've, they, they give you a uh, random quarterly Google support, support people. They call me when my phone rings off the hook at least once a quarter. And it's like, oh, I'm your new Google ads rep and I'm here to help you with your campaign. And there's lots of things that we can do, but all the things are spend more money, automate your processes, use our recommendations. Your recommendations, a lot of times are stuff of, you're telling me to pause a, um, an ad or a, a keyword that's already been paused. It's like, I know my campaigns, I've been running these for 12 years. You're looking at it day one and you're trying to give me suggestions. So my concern about that is if you, small business owner, is trying to run a campaign like my drone guy on his own, these are the suggestions you're getting. So it's like in their best interest to tell you to automate because they make more money, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they've got these bots that approve them. And then you and then you're like, I don't have time to deal with this. So then what? So that's the that's the frustrating thing is and Again, kind of like what you said, Megan, too, is just 
is, are we going to, are they trying to push everything to automation and be almost impossible to communicate with? Yeah, that sounds like for the average small business owner who doesn't know pay-per-click to jump into that, they're going to have to spend money on the ads, but then also a lot of time with the administration stuff. And that's time is money as we know. So yeah, that's, that's not great. <laughs> and that's again, I feel like it's shocking. you need an expert, right? Just get somebody that knows like you, Kristen. Right. Well, and I even still look at, like, I know what I'm doing, but yet I'm like limited sometimes on the resources that they give us as well. And it's very frustrating for me. It's like, look, you guys need to physically look at these ad group. Tell me what's wrong with it. And it's like crickets. <laughs> well, let me look into that. And I said, how long will that take? And he said, it'll a couple of hours. Okay, great. That was in the morning. And then the next day I responded to the email saying, hey, didn't hear back. How many hours? Really? <laughs> and he says, I'll look into that. And then, of course, my snarky self is, oh, so I should remind you to do your job. You should have already been looking into it if you hadn't seen a resolution. And then he's like, yes, I'll look into it. Three days later, I still don't hear anything. I contact a different person. I sit on the phone. You know, it's it's just, you know, they're making it harder and harder. So it's like you're almost buying yourself, not you, but Google is almost buying themselves out of business. You, It's, it's such a huge market and they have a it, it's going well, it's not going to go away, but they're making it really difficult to stay in business. Well, obviously they don't need anybody's business. <laughs> so yeah, I, but I'm so glad that you mentioned this stuff because I don't think most people would know that when they think about starting this or trying this out, what what kind of challenges might be ahead of them besides just the pay-per-click stuff, um, learning it. It's also the administrative stuff. Um, you did give one example of the drone client. So I don't know if you want to share any other examples of results you've seen for small businesses or maybe like what's worked, what hasn't worked or like, or you could even talk about maybe for just a minute about who you recommend uh, pay-per-click for, like which, what kinds of businesses? Perfect. Yep. So we talked about the drone client. It is a service uh, based client um, and he doesn't have a large budget. So I've had to change his daily spend to a certain amount of hours. Um, I have a cleaning company that runs um, ads as well. And we've targeted specifically, we're looking not for people looking for cheap, not necessarily looking for people for one time while they can clean one time. That's not their target market that they're aiming these ads for. But we're going to pay money for this. This is what we want is we want regular people. We don't want those cheapies looking for a quick whatever. So like while we love our seniors, they're probably not going to be looking at long-term and recurring stuff. They may need like a, a little quick help here or there. So I've filtered out uh, a lot of those, but the ads seem to be um, doing pretty well for them. One of my major successes um, is a luxury bath and body product um, business that is a small business, but they spend a good amount of money and they actually um, 2020 flipped the switch for them. So, I mean, they were doing well before and I had them before, but they did really well because people that still wanted to shop um, and had the means to do so still did so. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and then they have a luxury product that um, bath and body products. They added as um, 
a hand sanitizer and et cetera for that, for their, their lines. So I think people who are pivoting and um, trying to find what's working in the new day and age, they will do well. Um, there are certain type of industries. Like I do have an attorney, she does probate. That is a little bit more expensive, but we have tried to kind of fine tune some of the ads and not getting those people that are looking for information, which you have to pose the how do I's and can I and DIYs and kind of get some of those out of there. While those could be good clients for her or potentially those are not the ones we want to pay for because her ad, her, her keywords are really expensive. Like remember that dollar I was telling you about theirs are closer to like five to 10 and depending on the keywords and the popularity in the area that they're looking at. Um, plumbers, those are really high um, keywords. So a lot of, I don't have any that run for that. We did discuss it, um, but it just wasn't a cost-effective thing. Cause so talking about the budget, I like to give the example like if $300. So $300 is easy number because we have 30 days. That means $10 a day. Well, if your ads, your keyword cost per click, your you know, PPC, is a dollar, then, I mean, you're looking at 10 clicks a day. Well, what happens if those clicks are done by, you know, noon, then your ads aren't going to show for the rest of the day. But then I did an example. So I, I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget. Um, if uh, I think I did, darn it. I didn't. But anyway, if you do the math, if you double, if you triple that. So if it's 300, now you're looking at 900, you know, you're still looking at $30 a day, a dollar per click, that's 30 clicks. I could, I could see 30 clicks a day. That could be beneficial because, you know, each click, it's not necessarily a buying cycle. The other thing to consider is your buying cycle. Um, uh, is like, are they just, is it that pair of shoes or is it like the commercial property? People aren't going to come in and go, oh, yep, I'm going to buy that. Hey, I'm ready to buy this house, you know, right? Versus a pair of shoes that we can return or, you know, or a product that we know we're going to use, the, those kinds of things. The other thing that's not great is if you have to educate. So I had a chiropractor and he's like, I sell nutritional products too. And I'm like, great. People don't think about it that way. Or, or he can help like tennis elbow and he can help with shoulder impingement. And I'm like, I understand that you understand that. But the average person, when you say I need a chiropractor, they're thinking you're going to crack my neck, crack my back, send me on my way. So those are the people that we're looking for. So let's stop trying to say that you can set them up on this supplement plan and help them lose weight and help them fix all their problems and et cetera, et cetera, get the people in for the quick crack, but then upsell them in, when they're in your location. If you have to educate in your ads, we've got 90 characters, <laughs> headlines less than 30, we're running out of space here and that includes spaces. So um, that's so a really good tip. Not helpful if you have to educate. And like, I don't suggest let's, let's try this, Teresa, coach, like, I want to think, I want to try this out for this market. Let's see if this works. Not good. Let's do what already works so we can bring money in. You start doing your testing on, you know, through your funnels or through your social media or the things that cost a lot less <laughs> than, than your ads. So um, I think those are a couple of the examples. Um, I did want to share a funny little story that I meant to mention in the beginning, the pay per click part. I was networking in a meeting and I said that I offered website development, SEO, search engine optimization and pay per click. And I thought I said it slow enough. I'm like pay per click. 
And um, she's, we had a one-on-one -on -one later and she said, I don't understand this paperclip thing. I'm like, what? Paperclip, girl, it's not a paperclip. It's pay-per-click. Like, so now I say pay-per-click or I'll say, and, and I'll add to tangent that I'll say ads on Google. So it's kind of like, you know, I do um, website uh, development, maintenance, search engine optimization, and ads on Google. <laughs> no paperclips. I don't sell paperclips. No paper <laughs> Nobody uses paperclips anymore. I do. <laughs> so I love that story. Funny. Yeah, it is funny, but it's a good lesson because we're all so close to the things that we do, like the services that we provide, the products that we sell, that it reminds you that the person that you're selling to may not know anything about it. <laughs> that dreaded curse of knowledge, right? That's right. Yes, absolutely. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to mention too, is Google likes to uh, force to broad keywords are like, you need more broad keywords. Well, you do know that more broad keywords brings in more broad terms which means they're going to spend more money faster on, on casting that wide net. So kind of back to my original point um, about the being more specific is don't cast a broad net, start small and then add to it. So start with those demographics that you already know either do well, will do well, or have a higher potential to do well, and then add to it from there. One thing that you said that really stands out to me is something that I think about often because I'm writing about SEO frequently looking at it, working on it for people. And I think that you mentioned it, maybe you said it a different way than how I think about it, but it sounds like uh, Google ads are better. So you can target them to where the person is in their buying journey. So by search intent, which I love about it. And when people like business owners are thinking about should they invest in Google ads or should they invest in social ads? When I think about it, it's like, it's not that Facebook ads or Instagram ads don't work, but that's social media. So people aren't going to social media to research before they buy necessarily. I mean, unless it's like maybe, you know, a shirt or something in clothing, yeah. something <laughs> fashion related, but generally speaking, you know, they're not looking for an, an exterminator on Instagram. They're looking on Google, right? So I think that when I think about Google ads versus social, that's one of the things that stands out to me. Yeah. And actually you bring up a good point. So there's different kinds of ads, of course, you know, so we can do the search ads, which show up in search and somebody, and I associate that with somebody's actively searching for it versus the display ads, which that's what Facebook and, and Instagram ads are is basically display ads. They're showing up where people are more likely to buy or are, are at their audience is at. So it's, it's actually, cause you know, when you go to Facebook and you see an ad, you're like, why did I see this? And you go to it and it's like, oh, you saw this ad because you're in the United States and you're 18 plus. And every time I see that, I'm like, somebody's failing at doing their ads. They should be targeting it, targeting it to somebody who's more inclined to buy that because they're just wasting money. And sadly, because display ads are so much cheaper it's that's why you get so many impressions and the click through is so low mm -hmm. is, you know, I could see like, let's say that uh, a random search term might have a hundred impressions and say 10 clicks, that's a 10% click through rate. Whereas with display, you're going to see like a hundred thousand impressions and like 
10 clicks and you're looking at a 0.1% click through rate. Whereas, you know, I mean, it's more like 1% is pretty decent, not too bad for a display. I mean, if it's over 1%, you're doing really pretty well. But that also um, kind of comes into your negative thing. So going to the opposite side, not what you're targeting, but what you're targeting against as well. So I don't want to show up in games. I don't want to show up on part sides, sites. I don't want to show up in, you know, um, YouTube, I, you know, those kinds of things. Or like with search, I don't want to show up for uh, certain terms because you're trying to block out the extra potential of so to speak. So, so yeah, I think you can target a little bit more on the intent um, than, well, you used to be able to target a heck of a lot more, but now it's a lot less, but there is that, that intent. You can target things a little bit more in your messaging too. Whereas you're with SEO, how, how, what's your average length in, in content, Megan, a thousand to 3000 words right? Yeah more, yeah, more probably, but yes. yeah. So, so I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm saying you've got uh, each, you know, headlines like 25, 30 characters and your description is 90. So I've got, <laughs> we're talking a hundred words. I got to get across that message where, but that they're going to see that they're actually going to see that, or at least they have a chance to skim it much quicker than skimming a thousand plus keywords, right? So your your ads are basically your headlines, right? Mm -hmm. And your and your breaks. So those are kind of like those are your ad. Uh, that's your ad copy, so to speak, as far as if you compare the two of them together. And then you're hopefully messaging like, why would this person want to continue reading this paragraph? Because you made that headline so um, uh, interesting that's attaching them to want to read it. Whereas mine, I'm having to do that with my ad copy and saying, you're ready to, you're on the brink of, or your XYZ broke, or you need this luxury product. And they're like, yes, please. So it's the click versus the, I'm going to scroll more. So mm -hmm. just interesting. You said that, I was just kind of thinking about it that way. Yeah, no, it's true. It's, it's very different though. And I sometimes think that, I mean, well, I personally, when I'm looking on Google, I hardly ever click ads. So I wonder too, you know, if ads just don't work that well. Um, I'm more likely to kick, click an ad on Facebook than I am on Google. So, uh, so there's that to consider too. There's a lot, like you're pointing out, there's so many things to think about. So when you purchase stuff on, on Facebook or say Instagram, what's the price point over there for you? What, what, well, so first, so I don't use Instagram really. So Facebook, when I do use it, it's targeting me. It's always business stuff. I, I mean, I shouldn't say that like 80% of the time it's showing me business stuff, business related stuff. And, you know, it's like $39 product, $27 product, generally speaking. Do I buy those things every time? No, but have I bought those things in the past? Yes. And it's the but, same. But you that, understand that yeah. the price point too is different. I mean, we're, like you said, you're, you're not going to Instagram to get a plumber, you know, or uh, an exterminator, but so but they may be posting there, but it's usually their crap ads because they're probably <laughs> themselves. <laughs> but the price points are different, you know, so the luxury product is probably about that, you know, is about that price. Actually, it's more, but, but you're, because you're actively looking for it. And then it, then it um, turns into more direct traffic. So, or more organic traffic. Because I go there once, I see the ad, I click through. Now my computer remembers. Now I may remember 
or organically, you know, again, going back to my browser is going to remember now I may see it organically or I've looked for it organically and they may be in the top 10, but they might've been below the fold and I might not have clicked on before, but now I recognize the name. And so now I'm coming back through organically, but a lot uh, with that luxury client, they're getting, um, when their ads weren't doing as well, and that was because we were testing something out, their direct um, was directly affected, no pun intended. Um, but when we got it back going, their direct um, also boosted as well. See, you you bring up a whole nother aspect of this that we haven't really talked about, and we probably don't have time to talk about it, but <laughs> you know, it's the idea of branding. So even if I don't click an ad, if I see it at the top of Google, to me, it's still kind of there. It's, you know, I might not be consciously looking at it, but to, to click it, but I'm seeing it there. So I know they're a company that's investing in their ads. So I do think there's some benefits to that. So even if somebody is not clicking on your Google ad, being at the top, I still think has potential benefits. Um, obviously not purchasing directly benefits, not sales directly. Sales maybe like you're pointing out, Kristen, in the long run, uh, because people are going to, you know, recognize your brand or, you know, they'll, you know, just any kind of branding uh, is potentially helpful there. But, and I love though, still, I'm going to go back to what I said before, search intent, right? You're on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, and you're not there to buy, you're there to have fun or watch, you know, dog videos in my case. But, uh, you know, these things are, uh, there, it, to me, it's more beneficial to invest potentially to, it depends on your business, obviously, but to invest in Google ads because people are going there to buy. And so you're more likely to pick up somebody who is ready to make a purchase. But, right, because you're actively searching for it versus right. somebody's clicking around, following you around, you know, so. For, at least with products, right? Right. Yes. Awesome. I, I, my head's just about to blow up just from all the <laughs> stuff that I learned in this little bit of time. And I could keep you here for another hour easy, just asking you a whole bunch of questions. And before we blow up anybody else's brain, um, are there <laughs> any final thoughts that you want to share um, about our topic today, Kristen? Well, I would just say that don't discount ads because you have to pay for it. Because just like Megan had noted um, about with the SEO as well, that it takes time and it's a journey. So definitely consider it, but you'll have to spend enough money to make it valuable and have to have the processes in place. I've got a few clients that don't have those processes in place. We're getting traffic there, but they're happy because they're like, well, I'm getting, I'm at the top of the page and I'm recognition. Like I have a postal company that just has the, you know, so I run ads around her two mile radius. And so she has been with me for years and it's just the visibility and being on the top of the page. Cause she has five pages. She doesn't blog or maybe five or six pages. She doesn't blog. She's not going to our website on a regular basis. So she's probably not going to rank. So there's, there's that, but just making sure that you kind of know what you want to target, where you want to target and having the processes in place, and then just be expected to, you know, spend some money because it's going to return it. It will drive traffic there and it may take a month or two to kind of clean out the riffraff, but it's going to drive quality traffic there. I love that because it's again, branding and visibility. So a lot of uh, marketing experts would say that those are silly goals, but look, you have a client who's completely happy with that and sees results from it. Um, 
perceived or otherwise. And so who's to say those aren't good goals? Right, right. Absolutely. Well, if somebody is more interested in Google ads, how can they reach out to you? So the best way is just go to my website. It has all of my means there, social media, contact me form, but it's a visual business. So the letter A, like the first letter of the alphabet, visual, like seeing and business because we know business, right? Dot com. <laughs> and we'll definitely um, include those in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kristen. This has been really insightful and hopefully it's been helpful to people who really have, you know, like, like us <laughs> who don't have any, you know, direct knowledge of uh, Google PPC. PPC, pay-per-click. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> Not a paperclip. <laughs> it was so great to speak with you guys. I'm, 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 I'm blessed and honored to have the opportunity to see your beautiful faces and see you and talk with you and your audience again. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks.